G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Northern Territorians are off to the polls on the 22nd of August. There are 25 seats in the Territory Legislative Assembly. Commentators describe the election as likely to be balanced on a knife's edge. The incumbent centre-left Labour Party majority government led by the Chief Minister Michael Gunner will attempt to win a second term of government. They'll be challenged by the centre-right Country Liberal Party opposition led by opposition leader Leah Finicario. And then there's a newly formed Territory Alliance led by Terry Mills. Some insights today from senior church leadership in the Northern Territory. Bishop Greg Anderson is the Anglican Church Bishop in the Northern Territory. Bishop Anderson, welcome along to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to be on the show. Uh, If I can call you Greg, uh, Greg, what is the mood in the Northern Territory like amongst particularly Anglicans? Well, I don't know if there's any such thing as an Anglican mood across the Territory, even though there aren't huge numbers of us, hundreds rather than thousands. Um, I think the mood across the Territory is so dominated by the coronavirus situation that if um, if political stuff around the election can sneak in, then it's, it's lucky. I mean, we're aware of the election because... There's a certain amount of letterbox dropping and door knocking and lots of core flutes up on fences. But I think people are just wondering about the whole coronavirus situation. That's the context of this election. And I think that may well play a part in shaping the election outcome. Are the parties uh, utilising that undercover nature to present their own positions on various policies, do you think? Uh, Because sometimes when there's not a lot of coverage in the media, there's all sorts of things that you might find in the platform of a political party that some might disagree with on an ordinary day, Mm. but when coronavirus is dominating the headlines, they're not getting a look in. Mm. Well, I think the big issues actually are probably not coronavirus, so that's that's a particular situation right now. But I think um, the kinds of things beyond that that the different parties are talking about tend to be things like the economy. That would be the big one in the territory because the economy is pretty fragile and the coronavirus situation has just made that very, very, very much worse. Some parties are talking about law and order issues. There's been some discussion around whether there should be youth curfews in various places. Um, The environment is another big button issue, in particular whether whether, uh, there should be fracking in the territory. The economy situation also relates to the situation of remote areas, whether they're getting enough infrastructural support um, in housing and infrastructural maintenance and road and bridge building, all that kind of stuff. So there are actually a lot of big issues out there, um, even though I think the coronavirus is dominating people's minds. And there's been just last week, in the last few days, there have been some hubs from one party to another party about whether whether people are kind of posturing around coronavirus or 
um, not posturing. <laughs> and so it's a bit difficult to, you know, decide about that, but all, all that gets media coverage, of course. Greg, what's your take on family and things that are happening with families in the Northern Territory and uh, whether you're talking about uh, Indigenous Australians, non-Indigenous Australians, family issues, do the parties up for election have family policies that might be in line with the sort of values and the sort of aspirations that you might have for people in the Territory? Mm, I think there's not really a whole lot of space between different people's different parties' attitudes to family. I think everybody would say that they're pro-family, although what that um, what that might mean in different people's conversation and discourse might mean different things. But um, a particular family issue I think that um, is worthy of addressing is that there's been some attention in the media. Um, I was listening just a few days ago to a, a, an interview by another radio station with um, some of the candidates, an issue of law and order came up. And uh, what particular example was uh, drawn to the attention of the listeners was young people, perhaps 10-year-olds and 12-year-olds, wandering around um, in the middle of the night, getting up to mischief and trouble, and um, whether there should be a you know harsh outcome for those people. But I think, actually, that comes back to families. So punishing those kids, uh, well... I'm sure those kids can tell the difference between right and wrong and um, and yet around those kids making decisions like breaking into a house or breaking into a business, there's much more family backstory related to all of that. So what is the situation of those families that they're engaged in that kind of behaviour? So I think parties that say things like, you know, lock them up, we've got to, we've got to have much more um, in the way of consequences, um, you know, the government's been blamed for not having enough consequences. People can just get away with um, doing bad stuff. I think addressing the point there as a, the problem is way too downstream. I think what would be, be helpful to hear from all of the parties is what they would intend doing much further upstream with regard to strengthening families and social programs to head off that situation that exists in some parts of the Territory today. And I think, actually, some of the non-government organisations like Anglicare NT and others are doing really important and effective work in that area. What are your thoughts on the newly formed Territory Alliance led by Terry Mills as a new party? Are they listening to what the community is saying? Sometimes when you get established parties, they're rock solid on their own platform and it's pretty hard to change things. What are your thoughts about the new party? Mm. Well, Neil, I have enormous respect for Terry. I don't know him very well, but I know him a little bit. And I believe that he's a man of enormous integrity. I was actually talking about him only this morning with somebody. I think he's a man of an enormous integrity and um, a prominent Christian in the community and very supportive of Christian things. And, of course, he was a, a previous chief minister, not for very long, and leader of the CLP um, and has been in parliament for these last four years as an independent in one of the Palmerston seats. What I hear about the Territory Alliance Party is that one part of what they're being very public about, their 
ideology, you might say, is democracy within the party. So all of the members of the party have a vote or, you know, have a contribution to make in terms of decision-making, a bit like perhaps what the Australian Democrats used to be like, a bit, a bit the way the ALP have moved in terms of choosing the parliamentary leader, for example, um, a bit like what the Greens say about their own internal party processes. I myself would probably be more looking for a party that rather than saying we will just bend to the fear of the times in whatever way that's being expressed, I think it's better to have a system where the party believes in a certain set of positions, a certain ideology, not just a framework like democratic participation in the decision-making process, but you know we stand for smaller government or bigger government or... Um, more social equality or more individual rights, whatever it is. Um, so they so they present a vision of the way government works with regard to the community. You know, these are our these are our headline things, so that people can get on board with what they think a government should be doing with regard to a community. So I'm I, I myself I'm not really committed to what I'm hearing is the territory alliances that kind of methodological approach, if you want to call it that. Hey, the outcome of the election, is it possible, do you think, that the Territory Alliance may well hold something of a balance of power in the new post-election government look in the Northern Territory? Mm, that's more of a question for Anthony Green, who I was at school with, by the way, yeah. although he's older than me. Um, not not such a good question to ask me. I I myself think it's unlikely. Uh, so use use the word knife edge. I didn't know whether that came from um, from Anthony Green or some other poll analyst. The current situation is that the the ALP have a huge uh, majority in the parliament, and I think it would take a a, a lot to um, really move it to a knife edge position, but. You know, the, the poll analysts can look at that in the days between now and the election. What I think does um, potentially change a lot in the Territory comes from the fact that our electorates are really very small in terms of population. So, you know, in the order of something like 6,000 electors in some seats, um, or not, not many more than that. So it's not many people voting for each member of parliament and that means that you can have quite a big swing so when the ALP government was elected four years ago it was a fairly balanced parliament the CLP had lost some people who left the CLP and became independents as in fact the case has been for the ALP this time around so I think if we had a system that had more built-in stability that wouldn't be a bad thing I've actually said to some of the political leaders themselves that I think are closer to the Tasmanian system of multi-member electorates would be a more helpful thing for government in the Territory because it would just mean that there was less chopping and changing, you know, less less, less pendulum swinging. Our current opposition is only two members of parliament out of 25. That doesn't strike me as the fruit of a good system. No, significant things could happen, but uh, what I pick up from you is that uh, it's a big ask to remove 
the Labor Party from government. And I wonder whether, as we close out our conversation, the idea that Territorians might be at this time motivated for any sort of change or even motivated to be really determined to cast their ballot. Any thoughts around anything you might have noticed in in the Territorian community? Well, it brings us back to the coronavirus situation, I think. So I think whenever there's a huge crisis like this, people tend to not want a whole lot of boat rocking, not a whole, not want a whole lot of change. Um, the fact that the last four years um, the CLP opposition has only been two members of parliament means that they just haven't had the they haven't had the, the machinery, they haven't had the size to be able to to do a whole lot. And I think because of the coronavirus crisis or difficulty, I would think that a lot of Territorians would be saying, oh, well, Michael Gunner and the ALP haven't done a bad job looking after the coronavirus. We're, we're in the extremely fortunate um, situation that we've never had community transmission. And uh, so I, I, I myself suspect, without talking Anthony Green about it, that probably a lot of people would be saying, you know, it's not the time for uh, a big change of direction in territory politics. Well, great getting your insights today, Bishop Greg Anderson. And Greg Anderson, the Anglican Church Bishop of the Northern Territory. The election's coming up on the 22nd of August. Greg, really appreciate getting your insights into the mood and the feeling and those policies that you're seeing as major concerns in the Northern Territory. Thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Thanks very much for having me. And perhaps there might be another occasion where we could talk about um, Christian and politics and Christian values and politics. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.